Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Stay or go in the Bills' backfield. What they should do behind Josh Allen in the quarterback room this year. And will Devin Singletary be the sole survivor at the running back position in 2022? Plus, training camp. Is it coming back to Fisher? And is that a good thing? All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. A special week. We know, Dan, you are not in your usual spot. Where are you? And tell us what you're up to. I'm at the beautiful Hyatt Place, uh, Indy Airport, um, for the NFL Combine. So busy week ahead. Um, yeah, this is kind of where I feel like Brandon Bean makes his money um, uh, yeah. this week. So yeah, I'm in the this just luxurious yeah. suite. You guys, yeah. Well, now let now let's clarify here. Brandon Bean is going to make his money at the. <laughs> convention center in yes. indianapolis and at lucas oil stadium i guess watch him whichever players work out yes. uh, yeah he probably is not in the hyatt place he's not in, in the hyatt airport place. no <laughs> he's got better think, accommodations yeah, yeah love that painting behind you by the way yeah, it's yeah, gorgeous. Nice. It's we'll have plenty, plenty of <laughs> plenty of breakdowns this upcoming week please be sure to like comment and subscribe to the buffalo buffalo plus channel as we get you ready for the combine but before we get started with that Let's talk about this roster. We've we've been going down, breaking up, up position group by position group. Quarterback. We know the Bills set Josh Allen. We just signed that extension, two hundred fifty-eight million dollar deal. But Mike Mitchell Trubisky, we don't expect him to be back. Davis Webb going with the Giants, following Brian Dable. What do the Bills do behind Allen? All right. Well, they need two guys, right? I mean, I think we, like you just said, I think we assume Trubisky's going to get a chance somewhere yeah. else. I guess. There's always the possibility that he doesn't find what he wants, but that would be a dangerous thing for him to go a second year without really getting a chance to compete at his age. He's still a young quarterback. So I think he's going to be gone. Somebody's going to give him that chance. I want to see him get a veteran backup guy. I want to see him get a guy who's, you know, yes, they got a talent like Trubisky as the backup, which was great. Um, didn't need to use him. But I want to see a veteran, and and I'll bring his name up because it's been brought up multiple times. But come on, the dude showed up at the playoff game. I think he'd be a perfect fit to bring Fitz back in that role. Josh already has somewhat of a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick could know exactly what he's coming into. But I would take my chances with Fitz for a game or two if you needed him during the season just to keep things rolling. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Mike. To bring in a veteran, even it's crazy that we thought of like Matt Barkley and Davis Webb as like guys that just at least had been around, uh, had been around, you know, teams and things like that. I got two. I originally, Mike, I was originally talking to you about about um, Sam Darnold, but yeah. I, Carolina picked up the option. Uh, it, it didn't make sense when I actually looked at like the nuts and bolts of actually getting it done. Two guys that would interest me. One. Andy Dalton, 
veteran guy could again in a pinch do that. But I always, you're trying to find somebody that could also kind of play the similar offense that Josh has, you know, is like, that's what Mitch worked so well because he could run similar things. Doesn't have the arm. Tyrod Taylor. A veteran guy could just come in and steady the ship has got, you know, I'm just saying two guys that again, very cheap because very cheap, but, but just interesting names to throw out. There are some veteran quarterbacks that are free agents that would be fits. I agree with fits like Mike said, but just two other names that that I thought were interesting to throw out there. I I like the idea. And I understand what you're talking about. Fits obviously like, I feel like just the nostalgia of it and like him at the playoff game and just, what he's been able to do with his career, always having a spot to play. And then also, you know, he has that gunslinger, of course, mentality. I feel like he would be a guy that Josh could talk to, could lean on, add that veteran experience. Tyrod's a really interesting name to bring up, Dan, because he's someone I kind of didn't even have on the radar type of thing. Obviously, his his time with Buffalo before under Rex Ryan. Um, and Tyrod does have the ability to win games. I think sometimes yeah. he doesn't have the same skill set as Allen. And I think some of the things we expect from Allen, obviously, are, are way different than from Tyrod. But he, I feel like he would be that guy that could be the quiet veteran in the room, just knowing how we know, excuse me, Tyrod's uh, yeah. personality, we should say. Yeah. But that's something that's actually, it's pretty intriguing. Mike, what do you make of that? Yeah, I, I don't like it for the, I like a lot of things about Tyrod Taylor. I think he was a pro's pro. I think he can run. I think he can do a lot of those things. I don't think he throws the ball well enough to be the backup guy. I I really do think they want somebody that can throw it. I mean, you couldn't get, I just say, you know, Fitz moves around a little. I will say one thing, Fitz coming off pretty serious with the hip injury. So we don't know where he is physically. Um, So that's always a consideration. And I say this all the time, and I can guarantee you, we probably will have some comments quickly that'll be like, you're not winning the Super Bowl with these guys. No, you, you need to win a game or two. You need to, yeah. you know, if something goes on with Josh and you need a, a few weeks or a month or a quarter, whatever it is, you need a guy that can step right in. But Dan made a point, too, about money. Like, you have to be smart with this spot. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are guys out there, you know, Marcus Mariota. I don't know what his circumstances are going to be. Uh, physically, he could do a lot of the similar things similar. Yeah things he can move he's still a relatively young player certainly Mm -hmm. uh i don't want carson wentz (laughs) no no No, i he does too many things wrong either yeah there is a hall of famer that's that's up for grabs mike white another guy hall of fame (laughs) caliber guy again wow like potential about that though he he doesn't have enough experience i don't think correct i got one better than all of them just quick scroll through Colt McCoy, yeah, true vet. Another guy been around the block has been a part of different systems, cheap, and could absolutely win you a game if you needed to, because uh, he's done it. He's done it a lot. Yeah. How about um, how about Nick Foles? Oh, you. Oh, that's right. You were big on Nick. Well, I just look I, at again in I that. Don't back, I don't need that backup role. We're talking about just. Uh, in a similar way, you look at Andy Dalton, right? As a yeah, veteran correct. guy who's been around. I mean, obviously, Foles had that stretch with the Eagles when he won, but he's not did known he as Bowl? like they they did. It was a hundred years ago, oh, um, yeah. but he did. So again, I, I, you know, 
it's I, I saw what it did for Trubisky as sort of a reset for him. Mm. He liked the coaching atmosphere. So we'll see. I, I do think he's going to get that chance. And then you need another guy. I mean, you need Correct. a third quarterback. Yeah. Um, and in whether they draft somebody, I, I don't know right now if they're using draft capital with a young quarterback. Could yeah. be just an undrafted free agent. You're going to have another guy yep. on the roster. You're going to have another guy at worst case on the practice squad, but maybe just an inactive player as that third quarterback for many reasons. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what's happening with Jake Fromm. I mean, they did draft him. Yeah. I, you know, he's, I think he's out with the Giants, right? I don't think he's still on the roster. I'm not sure. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, Brandon Bean drafted him. I mean, there's certainly the possibility they could bring him back to be in that role again. Uh, Maybe not the COVID hide him for the entire season role. But you need a third quarterback in there. And I know sometimes people think, well, this is deep down. Backup quarterback ain't that deep down. And you may need him at any moment for a little bit of time. We thought it was going to happen with Josh this year when we saw him in the walking boot in Tampa. And then he ended up playing. So you don't know. But they're going to be in the market right now. And I'd say it's got to be a veteran at two and a young quarterback at three. It's funny, guys. We've talked about this for maybe about seven minutes now. Where like we're talking about a guy that could just hopefully hold a clipboard and if absolute worst case scenario, try and win them a game by not turning the ball over three times. Yeah. Like how different this has become. Yeah. I'm just talking about how different this has become where it used to be like, who can we bring in to compete for a quarterback? It's like, that's none, none of that. Yeah. It's, it's who's, who can be a buddy to Josh and absolutely play it in a, in a worst case scenario. Yeah, but yeah. Jenna, I think there's something in between those two. There's in between a competing guy with Josh and a guy just because if you just want somebody to hold the clipboard, you can bring Matt Barkley back, mm-hmm. right? I, I think they want yeah. somebody that can play. I mean, yeah. I think they want somebody that can play. I would tell you this. There is no doubt in my mind Mitchell Trubisky was better than the 33rd quarterback in the NFL last 100%. year. 100%. Yeah, I agree saw Some of the stuff that went on. You want a guy that – Many teams would look and say, we give this guy a shot. He's the, he's he's resurrected himself a little. He's gotten the stench of the Bears off of him. You know, and look, Bears fans will say he didn't do – yeah, he didn't meet the expectations of them trading up to get him at number two. But I tell you what, he'd look pretty good in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform this year. Yeah, I mean, they need help at quarterback. And, you know, maybe even the Giants. Like, we don't know what they're going to end up doing, while they though they'll probably give – um Jones this year, but uh, I think you're going to look, you know, at a reasonable number. I think you're going to look for somebody that can, when I say win you a game, can play to win, mm-hmm. not just not lose. I, I really do think that's the case. I think they'll want somebody that's ready to go if they need them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the ideal situation. Right. It's, just, it's just finding someone that can fit those needs and also fit your budget. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing is how do you allocate the amount of money that you want and what you're going to get yep. on your return? And that's something that obviously Brandon Bean will have to figure out. But I mean, we talk so much this whole podcast series about how much change is coming to this team. And I think this is something that maybe people haven't talked about because we know what Alan is. We know he's going to be the future, all those things. But when you really look at it, you're like, wow, this room is going to be completely <laughs> different. And like, Yes, I trust Allen, and he's had the ability to make his way through seamlessly and for the most part. But, Mike, when you really look at it, I mean, this is going to be completely different for him and for the team. You know what I think makes it so different? Over this period of years, 
for the most part, the people around him have watched him grow. Yeah. Now he's the grown man in there. He's Josh Allen. Even mm -hmm. though he doesn't act like a superstar, he's a superstar. I mean, he is yeah. that guy now. And his coordinator is a first-time coordinator. His mm -hmm. quarterback's coach got fired in his last job. Mm -hmm. uh, the quarterback room is going to be different. Uh, it's a different vibe coming in there. Like Matt Barkley saw him when he was young. Matt Barkley played in that, what, Jets game yeah. and played much better than Josh. Yeah, he did. Right? That was fun. The Twitter was super fun that week. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That, that Matt Barkley can run the offense better than Josh well, Allen. But, he, but what I'm getting at is these guys saw Josh, an ascending Josh. Well, he's ascended. And yeah. look, he, I, we've multiple times talked about how well he handles all circumstances. It's not like he's going to come in and big time anybody. No. But the room is different. And I, I think actually the way he is, I think it'll be fine. I think, again, he's got familiarity, obviously, with his coordinator. You know, Dorsey's been with him. Mm -hmm. But things are different this year. You said it. And that whole room will be different. But um, offseason's going to be different, too. Hopefully, seems we're going in that direction, that it's back to a little more normalcy. So I think Josh Allen and, and whoever's in the room with him will handle that well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the running backs then. Dan, your favorite. Get ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think it's so interesting because I remember later on in the season when Devin Singletary was kind of coming alive, you know, Sean McDermott was asked after a game, is Singletary your main guy? Is he going to be the bell cow? Like all that stuff. And of course, McDermott downplayed that. But when you look at the numbers and the snap counts and all that stuff, it was so obvious that Singletary was the guy they have going forward. Mike, what do they do with Zach Moss? It's a 2020 third-round pick, looking at the numbers in terms of his contract. Both these guys are going to be 25 years old. He's Zach Moss is an under uh, a free agent in 2024. He only has a dead cap hit of $500,000 this year. But he only had 345 rushing yards, four touchdowns. He's a draft pick, but... Well, here's what I think. They don't have to do anything with them. Okay. You know, we've talked yeah. about guys coming to camp, earn your spot, right? Yeah. I think Zach Moss, Zach Moss has no leverage. No. Uh, he played poorly. Mm -hmm. Now, we've seen this happen before, too. Guys come back, you know, Dan will hear that. Uh, can we guarantee that if Zach Moss is back, Dan, he comes back to camp in the best shape of his life? Best offseason, he will be in the best shape of his life, poised to have a Pro Bowl caliber season. Now, we did see some flashes from him earlier, last year, certainly. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's like something. And again, I, I don't know. Physically, maybe he was going through something. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But at that number and being a draft pick, I don't think they're turning – like. I guess he's always could be possibly be part mm -hmm. of a trade. It was kind of it, usually this isn't the NBA. This isn't baseball where there, there's like throw-ins. It usually just doesn't happen. I think Zach Moss comes back as the guy who's trying to earn his spot. No mm -hmm. guarantees that he's on the roster. Like if they do use a pick and Dan's going to be a combine scouting every one of those running backs to tell us which one is the Can't best. Wait. Uh, I think he could get beat out and he could be not making the final round. I mean, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. He could also come back and be the guy they thought he was going to be. When Jenna, you and I saw him at Combine and we were like, okay. I will never forget his quote. We were yeah. interviewing him and he said, players sometimes make a business decision 
not to tackle him because yeah. he was like that much of a boulder. And I remember being like, who the hell is this guy? Well, and, and I think it was week two in Miami that he had two touchdowns. It was, it was one of those games where, yeah. and they were both car accidents on the goal line and he yeah. got himself in and he had an early fumble. I also believe early in that game and they went back to him and he talked about how important that was and, and how they trusted him. So like, there, there is something there. Like, I don't think Zach Moss is broken. I think two no. things happened. When Zach Moss started to play poorly and lost time and was inactive at, at, at some stretches this season, the offensive line was anemic. Like, to the point where it didn't matter if it was Barry Sanders or Zach Moss or whoever, they weren't going to get 100 yards or 70 yards or 50 yeah. yards. Yeah. And I think that when the line started to play better – Devin Singletary was the guy. I, I think that like the offensive line wasn't built to be this ground and pound team, which the ground and pound style, which plays to Zach Moss more. He's more of that one cut get downhill guy than people think. And again, mm -hmm. he's similar to Singletary. So when both of like, when he wasn't going well and they kind of went away from him and ended up that Singletary got hot when the offensive line got hot. So yeah. to sit here and bury this guy, like we all thought Matt Breida was going to be the thing after one game in, all of a sudden he's disappeared too. So like we sit here like, and say like, this guy is the clear one. This guy's going to do it. Who knows what kind of his, I know Devin Singletary will come back in the best shape of his life. And he's going to have another breakout season, but like, we yeah. just don't know how they're going to use the backs, how, what they're going to do, what, what they want to add to this backfield. Mm -hmm. I, I think this whole backfield is a giant question mark as to will Devin Singletary again, he had like, four or five good games at the end of the season. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't great in the beginning of the year. Like, let's not yeah. sit here and be like, wow, Devin Singletary had a pro bowl caliber season. He didn't. He had a couple of good games at the end of the year where he started to play well and the offensive line found their groove. So I, I'm not sitting here. I know we're talking about Zach Moss. I'm not sitting here being even sold on Devin Singletary. I, it's so funny because I feel like it truly is that recency bias because you mentioned that and like, you're right. It was really like the last couple games of this regular season into the playoffs where you felt like, okay, this team actually can establish a run game through Devin Singletary. But I also think back even further where- What happened in the Kansas City game when everybody was all upset when, why are they handing the ball to Devin Singletary? It's like- yeah. You just sorry. You had to get that in there. I was just saying, you just sorry. couldn't let that one slide. Um, no, but I'm thinking of a season ago when we were asking all these same questions about Devin Singletary. Yeah. Well, and that's why I say the best shape of his life and all this stuff. And those yeah. results took time to come. But at the same point, I feel like this has been. Okay. You're, you're right. You guys are right. But I will say this. When they needed somebody to step up, it was Singletary who stepped up. And it started yeah. in that game in Foxborough for me when on the first play he ran somebody over. And whatever reason he got there, he did get there. And he became, in my opinion, for the dependable guy, the guy who could catch the ball a little bit, play mm -hmm. physically, get some tough yardage, he became that guy. I think they're going to look more, look for more in that second back, the other guy. I think they're going to look for more of a maybe a dynamic guy. You heard Bean say it leading into it, and Dan's going to talk to him on Tuesday about we're looking for the, that kind of playmaker in any position, whether it's yeah. another tight end, wide receiver, running back, whatever it is. I think they're going to look for that there, but he did do that. Now, that's why I say, like, it's easy sometimes as even reporters and certainly as fans, you just go get rid of the guy, cut him and all. Then you say to yourself, who, who are you replacing him with? And that's why I say about Zach Moss, like 
you know, I'm sure they've had conversations with him. I'm sure he talked to him. He's at a crossroads of his career right away. This is yeah. what happens in this league. Like you got to show something fast. Yeah. And my guess is they, I would be surprised if he's not at training camp, you know, in the spring and ready to, you know, getting himself ready mm -hmm. to go to show he can still be a contributor. Singletary shown he's that guy, but they're using a draft pick, maybe even a veteran free agent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to tell you, I know he'd cost a little money. I would love to see Cordero Patterson in that role. Oh, he's got speed. He can run back kicks. I'd spend a little extra money. That guy's a gamer playing for a lousy team down there in Atlanta. And he, you know, even in Minnesota, he's just made so many plays Chicago. in his career. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see him because they need a returner. They need some speed. There's worse places to spend money than for that guy. And I'd love to see it. You bring a guy like that in, now now it changes things a little bit, even in the way you look at the draft. That would be fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and I see. I mean, he has a few miles on him. He's been around, yeah. but he hadn't lost that speed. He can still run. I was going to say, no, I think no, – And maybe no. that could be something to offset Devin Singletary is a young, younger guy. Maybe you could use – I mean, there's a spot for both of them to be on that Oh, roster. yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. I always think you need – it's kind of funny when they drafted Moss and everybody's like, as I've always said, Moss and Singletary are way more similar. I think they do need that scat back. I think they need a guy that can – almost like if Isaiah McKenzie could take more handoffs. Like like that's who I think they need to look at. A guy so that you, can line if up – if Isaiah comes back next year built like Debo Samuel – then we got something. Is that what you say? I don't think those guys. I don't think those guys grow on trees. But a guy yeah. that it was always. I was. It's funny now looking back at it that like guys like Reggie Bush and C.J. Spiller were like ahead of their time. Yeah. Like right now in today's NFL and these offenses, they would be, you know, Pro Bowl. Like that is what teams are trying to find. Mm -hmm. Um. So like again, yes, a Debo Samuel would be incredible. <laughs> it, it, it's a guy that that can fit that role. And like I said, I think being you hit the nail on the head when his end of the year press conference said like, we're going to protect Josh. That's my number one priority, but we're also going to give him weapons, whether that's inside or outside, like whether that's like you said, Cordell Cordero Patterson can also catch passes. Like, like he's yeah. a wide receiver, wide receiver. Yeah. He was yeah. 84, but he just took a lot of handoffs. He can yeah. play in the slot too. He can yep. run those. I mean, look, he's a pros pro. Yeah. I mean, he really is. I, I don't know what his circumstances are going to be, but there's the kind of guy you get who wants to come to, I would think that's when, when you're in a yep. position where a guy he's made some money, not yep. like crazy money, but he's made money. Yep. Can you get him to come? You know, the rest of the running back room, the guy, everybody else basically is there's only, they're the only guys under contract, right? Cause I think Matt yep. Breed is done. Matt Breed is a free agent. I don't expect him to be back. I don't either. Yeah. Taiwan Jones, but he's more of a, he's also special a free agent, but obviously he's a special teams guy. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Christian just, Wade is, international we love christian player. wade he's never going to play in a regular game i just yeah, no, that's, think that's fan, i think fans need to accept yeah well it. at this point yes i think it's sort of been shown that yeah. that's what's going to happen yeah so and williams he's, not, he's no longer there no, he's with yeah. the yeah. Dable. went yeah. with Dable. yeah antonio so williams NFC rushing champion next year. <laughs> I'm curious to see Brandon Bean's approach for this running back spot, though, this group, because obviously Singletary and Moss are around the same age. Like, do they want to go for someone that is a little bit more of a veteran? I think they they wanted to do that with Brita. Um, 
even though he's not super old, but still, uh, that's something where I want to see what they do to address it. Cause I felt like yeah. even last year we were like, what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, go after a certain guy or, or how do they approach it? Cause I feel like the yeah. draft has been heavily defensive on the, in terms of early rounds. Yeah. And um, one quick thing, if you look at the number one running back for the Super Bowl champions over like the last decade, it's kind of comical. You know, I think LeGarrette Blunt's been there like three times. You know, I mean, it's just a guy. It's just guys. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not usually stars. Now, you, you know, you put Derrick Henry on the Rams. I'd still think they could go to the Super. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying, you know, and and uh, Leonard Fournette was a high draft pick, but then he was recycled to go to Tampa. So it's more of the Catching, guys, not, not the guy. It's guys. Yeah. And it's kind of catching lightning in a bottle yeah it's kind of yeah. like like harnessing whether it's that season or that run yeah that the guy plays well playoff damien like for the chiefs like like again yeah. like a lot of these like these guys you you, you go who was their starting running back and you're like, yeah oh yeah and then you yeah. go okay and it's like and now you want to waste some teams want to waste i'll say it waste first round picks on on running well, backs is crazy yeah. i mean yeah. even you look at the giants i mean saquon obviously got hurt but yeah, they, they, J Saquon, you know, is a talent, but he's yeah. not worth being – nobody's – no running back's worth that high. And in Dallas, yeah. Pollard's probably a better back than him anyhow. Yeah. And they spend all that money, so. Yeah, no, it's true. All right, let's talk about training camp. Yeah. And the possible return to Fisher. Mike, why don't you uh, spearhead Cat bomb. Yeah. Cat bomb. Uh, uh, Buffalo Plus uh, broke the story that uh, Bills and Fisher uh, in talks – leaning in the direction of returning to camp at Fisher. Uh, and this was by no means a given. Uh, the point was made to me by our sources was that both sides very interested in this. The Bills have been interested in it. Um, I had people respond to me talking about, oh, we're going to go back to the drought days because it can't. Yeah, the camp was at Fisher. Guess what? They, they, they were away at Fredonia. And they went to the Super Bowl four times, right? The reason they lost when they came to Fisher was because they had lousy coaching, lousy quarterbacks, and a lousy administration. Like, that, yeah. that's why they had the drought. And guess what? They were at Fisher when McDermott showed up, and they went to the playoffs. And then they went to the playoffs two years later. And Josh Allen's there at camp and ended up having a really good 19 year, leading into his great year in 20 and his really good year in 21. So – None of that. This is driven by Sean McDermott and Brandon mm -hmm. Bean. They like it. They want it. They think it's good for their team. If it wasn't, there's no marketing guy at One Bills Drive that is telling Sean McDermott he's got to go to St. John Fisher to sell a bunch of jerseys in the tent. Yeah, That just ain't happening. This yeah. is a football decision based on what that head coach and this administration think. Now, it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen, but something – what I was told is something negative would have to happen to keep it from returning. I think it's going to get announced pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll go there for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Dan, we've heard some players say, uh, they like, yeah, I get it. Some guys like staying in Orchard Park. And guess what? They'll come to Fisher and they'll be fine at Fisher for a few weeks. And then they'll go yeah. back to Orchard Park. That's the yeah. way it works. Yeah. And like we sit here and act like, well, they have such great facilities at one Bill's drive. Why? And that was the thing when they built, this when the Pagula spent all this money and they put the training and the weight room and all those things, they're like, Oh, that's the that's the writing on the wall that they won't be coming back to Fisher. Mike, Dallas. 
goes to Oxnard, California. They probably yeah. have the best setup in the in all of the NFL. So don't sit there. It, it really is to drive home your point, and I'll just regurgitate your words. They like the camaraderie, camaraderie, and Sean McDermott likes the control. Having the guys where he knows they are, yeah. getting them to be together. That has been we it all started when McDermott was doing these these campfire stories and these talks, and and, and we all laughed about them. And then it, they took no, Dan, the you laughed about them. <laughs> I did. I laughed a whole lot about them, and I because I said talent is more important than 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 team. You know that this team likes each other. But guess what? It's something that that McDermott has had, and it's worked. And again, I think they wanted to come back last year. Uh, I just didn't. Again, with COVID and all of this stuff, I'm not surprised that they want to come back. They have a good thing here. Um, and again, they're not sleeping on cots like yeah. in these dorm rooms. Like like these guys are fine. And it, it, it's it's great for the fans. You can still have all your sponsors and executives and VIPs. There will still be plenty of time to go up to, to, to Orchard Park. But this is better for the fans because, Jenna, I think we talked about last year. It was just Saturdays. They had three Saturday practices yeah, that, were, that open. were open. So yeah. fans had no access. Like, yeah. this is good for them. McDermott likes it. It's better for the fans. Just, it's good. <laughs> Just a just a quick aside. I remember McDermott's first season. Dan, we've always been friends, but we weren't working together yet. And I remember us discussing McDermott and these campfire story times. And you're like, "What is all this kumbaya shit?" <laughs> <laughs> I always remember. I go, "I don't. I don't think that uh, New England or the Patriots, Tom Brady's not telling his life story." I go, "Who cares?" I go, "They. I go. They've had felons on in New England. They just want to have winners." And all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, I go to the playoffs and I look like an idiot. Not yeah. one, one of my few times. One of my few times one I've been so teams. wrong. No, I, I think I think for the fans that are like, oh my God, it's, you know, this, this puts me back. Are we going back to the drought? Like all this stuff. It's like you have to separate where the team was. Yeah. And and, and it's and maybe it's that's the knee-jerk response, but um yeah. With it being two weeks, I think, or around two weeks expected to be, I think that's the biggest thing that makes sense. Yeah, they're not there for a month and a half where it was before. Where that is, that can be a grind. Like that is a lot, but two weeks away, and I think, like you talk about, Sean McDermott wants that control. Yeah, and especially this season with there being so many new faces, we're expected to have. Good point. I think it's a great opportunity for them to be able to do that bonding. And look, there's not much else time allowed for them to do other stuff. At, it's about being as a team, as one, especially after these last couple of years of, especially two seasons ago when it was Zoom meetings and all of this stuff. Yeah. I think that has really set a foundation for this team and it's something that they want to look forward to. And I think it's a good mix of giving the players, a lot of the players what they want because they don't want to be away from their families yeah. for that long. Um, so I think it works well, for everyone. And that's interesting you say that about families. Um, and look, I, I do think there are times when, a player might need the focus, especially younger guys, you know, are new players to the organization. Like they have that. And, but we see it a little bit in Orchard Park, you know, when there's like family day thing and some of these, even those close practices that were only we were at, but it is kind of cool when the guys have been there and then, you know, yeah, the little kids are on the field. Like yeah. they have that time mm -hmm. and then the players go back to work. Yep. You know, it's bring yeah. your kids to work day for a little bit and then they go back. Mm -hmm. I think there's a benefit there. And, you know, they have an off season. They have time together. But you guys know a lot of times the families aren't even in town during the whole season. Oh, yeah, in other cities. And, yeah. you know, some are there. So 
it's a very different vibe that way. I will say this part. Uh, we've rarely had stars at camp. We had T.O. the one year. We had Flutie, which it was crazy for a little while with Flutie. It was right in the beginning of all the Flutie stuff. Uh, and Josh has been to camp. Yeah. But he wasn't Josh then. No. He was third stringer. And then he was, you know. Couldn't even talk ascending. to him. Yeah, and and yeah, and we don't we don't let you talk to backup third string quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. we have Stefan Diggs. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. And you've got Poyer and Hyde, mm -hmm. maybe not quite at the level, but like Diggs and Allen. I think yeah. it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun for fans. I think it'll be Agreed. fun at Fisher. Again, I'll emphasize again, it's not official, but it's coming. I think that they're gonna announce that uh, they're coming back late July into August. Yeah. Um, for those couple of weeks. I honestly think of two, even just growing up, going away to sleepaway camp. And like, this sounds silly, but if I'm Sean McDermott, I definitely have this in play of like the bonding that takes place when you are, when you're all together, you're eating your meals together, you're waking up in the same facility. You know what I mean? Like, I think that really matters. And I think that's something that they've missed. And I mean, obviously a lot of other teams have missed that as well, but I think, I think it's just something that McDermott loves. And I mm -hmm. think it, it makes sense because of who he is as a person as well. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two things. I agree with Mike's point too. We talk about like eliminating distractions for, to get the families away. I think Bean has said it best where he's like, yeah, I love sleeping in my own bed. He's like, it's not the worst thing to wake up and not have the kids around and to not have that. And, and then also like there is going to be, you know, like the fans, I, I feel like to some respects, at that early in the season, it is a fun distraction to yeah. get to to get to connect, to get to sign the autographs, to take the pictures. I, I think that's a cool thing that the players like in limited amounts. Yeah, and I think that's when to do it. Um, I think it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, agreed. And, and we don't have to drive as far. <laughs> yes, and and actually, Dan doesn't have to drive as far. <laughs> yeah, and I walk. But, and here's the other part. We just talked about it and we've talked about it for a few weeks. There's a lot of new faces. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, they still have the core and all those guys mm -hmm. are back, but it's different. And, it, and I, and again, whether they go to the Super Bowl and win it all or whatever, it's not going to be impacted so much so one way or the other. But I, I will emphasize it again. If Sean McDermott didn't want it, it wasn't going to happen. This is right. not Dick yeah. Duran and Greg Williams and everybody back then where they just sort of did what the organization needed them to do. This is a coaching. This is a football decision, not a marketing yep. one. Yep, a thousand percent. Road to Arizona starts in Rochester. That's it. Love that for us. Okay. Um, all right. We'll have plenty more coverage this upcoming week. Like we said, Dan is in his lovely uh, – stay in Indianapolis. He'll be having coverage from the combine as <laughs> it'll look a lot Beautiful different paint. than there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to get a steak dinner? Going to St. Elmo's tonight. Oh, wow. Busting out opening that. night. Opening wow. night. We're hitting it hard. Uh, <laughs> we'll be there. Get a nice, uh, we don't know how much we're going to expense, but we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, it's all a la carte and um, shrimp cocktail. Yep. Yeah. You it's it's almost like the uh the chicken wing eating uh videos. What's it called with the hot wings? Oh, hot ones? Oh, you will take a bite of that horse shrimp radish. cocktail with the horseradish and the sauce, the cocktail sauce. 
It will hit you hard. I'm telling you. It's I it's good. I wouldn't I, I think it's you might just it's know. not spicy. It's, it's like wasabi, where it like it will. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's what you will get. That's good. And and you walk. It's crazy. You walk in there. You, you you'll see uh, everybody from Jerry Jones. We've seen the whole Cowboys. They've come with a bus. Bring half the you know all the staff there. Yeah. You see Sal Palantonio and Jay Glazer walking around. I mean, everybody goes to St. Elmo's and Dan's. Yeah. Right in there with him. Look out. Hoodie and jacket? (laughs) Everybody there. And then there's Dan Fates. There they are. Oh, stop. What's Uh it like down there? (laughs) Hoodie and jacket? Always. Three three hoodies, two jackets. So we'll Uh just cycle them through. He's ready. Stay strapped. All right. All right. Thank you so much for watching or listening to the Buffalo Plus podcast. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Please be sure to like, comment, and most. And most importantly, subscribe. Get a mic, Jenna. <laughs> Key moment. That's like that's like the 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 field goal in the final seconds to tie the game. That don't do that. You were right there. <laughs> I was right there. My mic is also okay. Sidebar. I have this. I tried an extension and it didn't work. So <laughs> that's my off-season goal. <laughs> Get a new microphone. Yeah, I know. Good luck with that. All right. Most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. Thanks for hanging with us and staying with our antics. We'll catch you next time on Buffalo Plus. So embarrassing.